It's another day. I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, What's Our Problem? And our scripture reference is Lamentations chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. I've been reflecting on a comment I heard from a pastor not too long ago. It was an assessment of the church's image. Have you noticed that a lot of people look at the church with indifference? And that's when they're being nice. We've attracted the scorn of many people. Why is that? A lot of us default to the idea that they need Jesus. Let's be clear. They do. But so do we. In fact, that was part of the pastor's comment. I'll paraphrase, but only a little. He said, what if the world looks at the church that way, not because we take Jesus too seriously, but because we don't take Jesus seriously enough? You're most likely familiar with Gandhi's famous quote about Christians. I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Remember what our teachers and parents used to tell us about something going in one ear and out the other? Many Christians hear the words of Jesus. Instead of fashioning our lives after Jesus, his words seem to mean little more than Sunday morning conversation. In other words, we need a come to Jesus moment as much as anyone else does. By and large, Americans used to hold our Christian faith in high regard. That's not always the case today. And what has been the Christian response? Well, I'm painting with a large brush, but the attempt has been to get our power back. There are several problems with that. First, why do we need political power to be faithful to God? There are countless Christians who serve God without being in charge of governments. Second, didn't Jesus tell us the dangers of seeking to be first? Finally, the world has seen what Christians have done with power. They've seen the links we've gone to get power and to keep power. When we're honest with ourselves, and I mean our collective self, we know why the church is in the shape it is today. We've traded in God's glory for our own. We've built little empires we call local churches that preach Jesus, but live something else. The words of our Lord seem to fall under the pews and get locked inside our sanctuaries. I'm always mindful of John Wesley's quote about future Methodists. I'm sure you know it too. He said, I am not afraid that the people called Methodists should ever cease to exist either in Europe or America. But I am afraid, lest they should only exist as a dead sect, having the form of religion without the power. And this undoubtedly will be the case, unless they hold fast both the doctrine, spirit, and discipline with which they first set out. Now, let me be clear. None of this is an accusation. It's a lament. It's an honest sorrow many of us share. And it's nothing new. 
We have an entire book of the Bible called Lamentations. What do you think is being lamented? God's people traded God's promises for their own desires. As smart and advanced as we think we are, there's much about us that hasn't changed. So, what do we do now? We repent. We acknowledge the harm the church has done. We seek reconciliation. And we stop playing church. Let's take the words of Jesus seriously enough to live by them. Stay blessed.